0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with
0: Jason Shear. uh, And we want to start off on a serious note.
1: Very serious.
0: Last night was a little bit rocky, but the Shear family survived the Tucson blizzard of Of 2023.
1: Um, I mean, mostly Jason stayed up till two and I went outside
0: watching. because I was like a little boy saying it's snowing Shelby and I went outside with my underwear and a blanket over my head and I came running in because it wasn't snow. It was sleet and he got
1: beamed in the head. I got
0: beamed in the head by large pieces of ice, but I showered. I came out. It was snowing and I survived and um, We're really
1: proud of you for surviving. I like snow. You like so? It looked like there's on a football player's like the snow today too.
0: But shout out! I mean, look, I'm not saying they're related, but in the last 24 hours, we've had a nitric acid spill and it snowed. So hopefully, the snow wasn't nitric acid.
1: Ooh, good point. I think it's okay though.
0: I mean, I ate a lot of it, so.
1: Mm. (laughs) Anyway, uh, moving on. We're so glad that you're okay.
0: I was born in 1983. And
1: I you. guess we're here, right? We're here because Arizona men's basketball is playing Utah at McHale on Yeats.
0: Thursday.
1: Arizona lost to... Bill Walton to- on the call? Is that yes. what you told me? It's yeah. Roxy and Bill.
0: Roxy and Bill.
1: Um, Arizona lost to Utah when they played at Utah. So this is a little bit of a revenge mm-hmm.
0: showing. Yep. That was a good TV show, by the way. It jumped the shark a little bit at the
1: end. Emily Thorne. We did watch that show together.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: Yeah. We recommend it. Uh, Back to Arizona. They lost to Utah earlier this season. What did you make of that loss? Please remind us, because I I know we talked about it. Right.
0: I think the biggest issue with that loss is, to this day, the players admit like Umar Balo basically said the other day in the presser, he they just didn't care about that game. Like it was just like, oh yeah, we got a basketball game and we'll coast and we'll beat Utah and we'll be cool. And Utah's turned out to be better than Arizona thought they would be, and uh, they just did not take that game seriously. And we've seen um, in a in somewhat of a pattern, at least I think it's a pattern against teams that Arizona should clearly beat. The focus, at least on the road, is is missing a little bit. You could also, I said on the road, but they lost at home to Washington State. They're better than every team they've lost to. Um, You know, in a way, you're like, oh, whatever, because in the NCAA tournament, they're not facing those type of teams, and it won't be an issue, and they've beaten some really good teams. But, um, you know, I asked Tommy Lloyd in the press conference. I said, is there a pattern? Like, you guys are good. Clearly, you've beaten some really good teams, but you've lost to teams that are fighting to get in the NCAA tournament. And he basically said it's real simple. The margin for error isn't that big and when they play poorly they lose and when they play really well they they win and that's what he chalks it up to and against Utah in that first game they just the energy wasn't there it was a big game for Utah and Utah took it to them and um, by the time Arizona woke up if you remember they went on a a little run and you're like okay they'll be fine Uh, Utah responded well to that run every time and it just was one of those situations where Arizona wasn't doing anything right and Utah was doing Everything right, and Arizona just couldn't recover from it. You are dogs, by the way, just lapping up water right now.
1: Yep, yeah, they, they decided to play while we're recording, as you know. They've actually been pretty good for a long time. Wasn't lapping they? it up. Um, but what matchup are you looking forward to the mostest?
0: I'm glad you asked me that question. To me, this game actually comes down to one matchup. And the matchup that it comes down to is Umar Balo versus Brandon Carlson so Brandon Carlson is really good um I don't think there's any way that you know anyone that's watched Pac-12 basketball will deny it he's averaging 16 and a half points seven and a half rebounds one and a half assists and shooting 53 percent from the field he's one of the top five players in this conference in the first matchup that Utah won by 15 uh he just simply got the best of Umar now here's the thing Umar played well in that game. I don't think people remember because of the score and all that, but Umar actually had 22 points and seven rebounds and only missed two shots in that game in 25 minutes. The issue is that Carlson also had 22 points and he actually hit five threes. What's interesting about the five threes is that um, when you take a look at his stats for the season, he's only taken 88 threes and he's only made 32. So he has 32 made threes And five of them came in that game. And you take a look, you know, since that Arizona game, um, zero threes, zero threes. I'm sorry, I'm looking the wrong way. Sorry, one three, three threes, one one one, zero zero, two one, right? So the most threes he made in a single game this season was that game against Arizona. And it was just one of those games where he stretched the cord and maybe that was strategy, maybe he just got hot. But that is a legitimately tough matchup for Umar Balo. Now, Carlson isn't that good defensively. Um, you know, I, he, he's his block rate is pretty high, so he, he's a decent shot blocker, but Umar's not getting a lot of shots blocked. But Brandon Carlson is a very good player. If that matchup is even, um, you know, I feel better. It was relatively even in the first matchup, clearly, but the other guys didn't step up. Um, in this matchup, if it's even, I, I think Arizona will wind up having the the big advantage. I mean, in that first meeting, when you take a look at it, Umar had 22 and Ajulis had 20, you know, but Ajulis wasn't efficient in that game. Kerr had four, Pella had two. I mean, they they only shot 35% from the field. It is a very different team now than it was then. I mean, Boswell got six minutes that game. But to me, that is very, very clearly um, the matchup to watch in this game and, and, you know, a, a very important matchup in general.
1: All right, and what matchup does Arizona need to take advantage of? Is that the usual it's, suspect? You know,
0: we should just make this matchup sponsored by Julius Tubellus. Sponsored by Julius. Um, you know, Ben Carlson. Uh, no, you know, he's not Brandon Carlson. He's not guarding as Marco Anthony, who's a six six mm-hmm. small forward, is not guarding Ujelis. Um, maybe they play Kiba Keita, You know, who's a 6'8", 230 freshman. They're going to double a Julius. Is my guess. That's what they've they've done you know I, I i would assume um they they're, they're going to kind of try to take advantage of that matchup but I, you know if if you're Utah you're doubling and you're trying to make people be remember it, Utah was the first team that basically utilized the strategy of we're dropping everyone in the paint and we're going to dare Arizona's guards to beat us and it worked and it hasn't worked very often this season a lot of teams are doing that Stanford kind of did the same thing and it worked and some days it'll work most days it won't but um, Utah was the first one to kind of use that matchup. And so to me, um, you know, as Julius Tubellis was 7 of 19 in that first meeting, but that, that was more of a team effort. I, I think they need to get him involved with the realization that Utah doesn't have a four-man that can come close to guarding Zoo. It, it's just not there. Um, they don't have anyone that resembles someone that should be able to slow down Zoo. So that's that's where I would like to see Arizona take advantage of and then one more which what you're gonna get to in a second. Uh-huh.
1: Well, Utah is missing Gabe Madsen. How has that impacted things for the Utes?
0: So you look at Gabe Madsen's numbers and they're not crazy. Like you're not saying, you know, oh crap, uh, you know, this guy, they're missing 20 points a game. You look at his numbers overall and he's averaging 12 points a game, two rebounds, one and a half assists and only shooting 36% from the field. But in that first meeting against Arizona, he played 35 minutes. He was averaging almost 30 minutes a game. He hasn't played since January 28th when he got hurt against Oregon. And if you take a look at Utah since that game, um, you know, they got hurt against Oregon. They lost that game. They lose the next game versus UCLA, the next game versus USC. They go on a three-game win streak, but it's against the Washington School's at home, and then Oregon State. They lose two in a row, Oregon-Stanford, and then they beat Cal, and they're actually coming off a win against Colorado. Um, that is a nice win. Gabe Matson is a legitimately good player for what Utah needs him to be. He, he was considered to be a significant contributor to this team, solid free-throw shooter. Um, he was their best three-point shooter probably. Lazar Sivanovic is is up there as well um but a, a pretty solid player but the thing is you go from a player that um you know has the third best offensive rating on the team out of guys that play and, and get a, a decent amount of possessions and you lose them and you're trying to replace it they've done a decent job with lavar savanovic but they're still down a guard and that's not where their depth is they don't have guard depth so it hasn't been necessarily the end of their season i mean they're still good defensively but they've had their struggles i mean they're They were 25th, I think, or something like that, in the country in defense. They're now 33rd. So they're really good on defense still. They're still 33rd in the nation. They're still 4th in the nation in effective field goal percentage defensively. Um, The thing is, though, they don't force a lot of turnovers, um, but they're very, very good. And, and, you know, if you're going to beat Utah, your shooting percentages are not going to be high. And, you know, their defense really hasn't suffered a ton, even in their losses. They let up. 70 71 68 stanford they up 78 which isn't good but um they've still been able to kind of be there defensively so the biggest thing that it probably impacts is if if utah gets in some type of foul trouble with the guards there's just not a lot of depth there
1: All right, Uh well, what is your final prediction for this second time around?
0: The spread is 10, and when I saw it, I actually thought, and and I said this right after the Stanford game, Arizona has bounced back very nicely from losses. They generally beat the crap out of the next team that they face after losing. Um, You mix that, the fact, you mix that they lost, my dog just attacked me. You mix the fact that they lost um, with the fact that it's a revenge game, and i would actually be pretty surprised if arizona lost this game i you know it it, it would to me be a bad loss with everything the context it it's probably going to be an ugly game because that's what utah does again in their losses i mean the games that they've lost they lost the game allowing 65 52 75 76 so they're not allowing a lot of points in losses um they're not a great shooting team, but they're very good defensively. I just think that Arizona, at the end of the day, will be able to find a recipe. I think Azulis. It's hard for me to believe, even though Utah's interior defense is really, really good. It's hard for me to believe that Azulis is going to have two bad games in a row. So I'm going uh, seventy nine to sixty eight. Okay. And I think it could be more. I really, it wouldn't surprise me if Arizona won by fifteen points. It, it really wouldn't. I. I would be, the, the most surprising besides Utah winning, obviously, would be if this is a, a close game um, all the way to the end. I, I just think that overall, um, it, it's, I, I feel much better about Arizona's chances of winning than Utah's chances of winning, if that makes sense.
1: It makes perfect sense, Mr. Shear. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. On Thursday at McHale. I believe tip-off is at 8
0: 8 p.m.
1: p.m. And what is the network?
0: ESPN 2.
1: ESPN The Ocho.
0: Is it? I don't even know now that you asked me, actually.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you knew everything. (laughs) No,
0: I have no idea what network.
1: I liked my Ocho reference, though, because Dodgeball is a great movie.
0: I should probably find out what network it's on.
1: That's a good idea. We know the announcers.
0: I think I have it right. I think it's ESPN 2. It is. Pac-12 Networks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you heard it here, folks. It's
0: Colorado. That's on ESPN2. So Pac- I wasn't way off. Pac-12. And for whatever reason, um, because my people keep it real over at CBS, ASU's on CBS. So actually the rest of the season, this is the last Pac-12 game of the season, Shuffle. Oh, thank it's
1: God. It's ESPN2,
0: CBS, ESPN, it's and ESPN. It's such bad work. Well, actually, the Pac-12 tournament will probably be on the Pac-12 network. The only other but...
1: station that does worse camera work is FS1. Like yeah. Those games are like, oh, well, what's the cameraman doing?
0: But what is he doing? So it's on the Pac-12 network.
1: Pac-12 network, 8 p.m. Jason will be at the game. I will be running the concerts in now. the courtyard for Mariana. It will be a little chilly, but we'll have heaters.
0: Hot cocoa.
1: And it is a big night because it's our New Orleans jazz We have hot cocoa. Party. We have hot cocoa.
0: I said, so "Well, you have hot cocoa."
1: Um, no, but I have New Orleans food at all the food trucks. And you
0: have mint julep lemonade. We have mint julep bomb. lemonade.
1: We have gumbo. We have red beans and rice, and we have um, a slice of king cake and for every person who attends. And the band is Mr. Boogie Woogie and the Bourbon Street Bash. So it's going to be awesome. This
0: podcast is brought to you by the city of Morena
1: Morana is a town. So the, the town, town of Morana.
0: Excuse me, matriarch of Morana over here. Get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. Get it tight. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. (laughs) And bear. I'm glad we did this. It took Shelby forty eight takes. Okay, to to be fair,
1: Jason said I breathed too hard and at the beginning I took like a deep breath and you could hear it. And then after that I just giggled for like fifteen minutes. I couldn't do it. So we got through the podcast. Bear down.
0: Bear down. Sometimes Shelby, we go to the people for the hard hitting topics, right? Okay, right. I bought some candy today for the game tomorrow. So I want to hear from the people. Laffy Taffy or high Choose, which do you prefer?
1: Laffy Taffy.
0: Clear Laffy Taffy fan for you, right? For me. Interesting. People, let us know this worldwide issue. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. I will the What we'll brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never
1: should have sent a boy to do a woman's
0: job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.